The other government institution that people have expressed dissatisfaction against is the demarcation board uh, in Malamulele, for example, in this very area where uh, there was a ruling that the Tlokwe municipality and the Fenestop municipality must come together for all the right reasons, I would imagine, based on what the, the, the government said at the time. And even in the Eastern Cape, where Eastern Cape and the KwaZulu-Natal were bothering, there were, there were those issues. Are you concerned that generally um, people seem to be unhappy with, or, or maybe the manner in which we do things? Are we, are we not consulting people enough? Well, <coughs> I, I wouldn't want to be judgmental <coughs> to people who are doing their work, but certainly from where one has been involved, because once we've got areas, we've got political organization existing, you are able to interact with your own comrades and other people to say, but what is the reason? The, the issue, the, Your Excellency, is that when all those issues are raised, they are raised with the view that everything that has been done by the state in institutions, they are being done in favor of the ruling party rather than the reason that is all, all often given. Not always. As far as I've listened, <coughs> uh, the ruling party has been aggrieved itself, mm -hmm. its members. Whether you talk about Matadiele, um, <coughs> uh, uh, for an example, mm -hmm. <coughs> it, is, it was the ruling party people who were not happy. And, and, and the area of Matadiele did not distinguish between the politics or whatever. People as a whole said, we don't like this, we like this. I think equally, whether you talk about uh, other areas <coughs> bordering Gauteng and Pumalanga, it, 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 it could be the same kind of people. It has never been political. I've never seen where it was clear that ANC or the Democrats cut the ANC to, in order to win elections. Because they use their own kind of determination, I think, either economic, the way they look, etc. But it has been a problem because it brings unhappiness. If you take Malamlele, for an example, which was up in arms, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, and now you take Voana. Mm -hmm. These are people, all ANC supporters, but the manner in which they come up is, does not express politics. It expresses something else. I think <clears throat> one of the things I believe we did not succeed to do, as we didn't do in violence, was to explain the demarcation, mm -hmm. the boundaries. Uh, we presented them as if these are hard borders mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. the places. Mm -hmm. We did not explain to people that these are done for purposes of administration. We are the same people. We belong to the same country. People think that once you cut me out, you are now pushing me away because we did not educate them enough. Mm -hmm. But secondly, the fact that we do demarcation all the time, I think it's a bit of a problem because we, we also do it just before elections mm -hmm, mm. and that suddenly change and, and it creates problems. I think we need to change the way we deal with it. I, I think the minister was telling me that after these elections they are looking at the, at the act itself, how, 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 how often it must be done and it must be done on the, on the basis of what. It looks at the moment, the board, just sit and say, we are going for elections, where do we cut? Nobody knows. I mean, we don't know. Mm -hmm. What is it that, in a, in a sense, uh, trigger the, the, the process of demarcation? Is it because this place was not finished, you now want to finish it? Or is it because 
uh, from your observation, you believe that uh, either there is unfairness or whatever. So all of those things are important. But finally, mm-hmm. the consultation with the people the, from, the, from, the, from the distance, it doesn't seem as deep enough mm-hmm. for people to understand and appreciate. Uh, and, 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 and I think somehow you, you go to people in the majority of cases, they say, look, whenever in what you call uh, consulted. Others say, well, some of few people were consulted, etc. So I, I think there are many things that we still need to look at. And I'm hoping that if at all people will have to look at the act, they will look at all these factors and they'll be able to correct that because we cannot have a situation that each time we go for elections, there are eruptions of protests, etc. It's not healthy for the country. Talking about local government, Your Excellency, Rebuisa Najalu, President Jacob Zuma, already said Tobela, already said you already said Rebuisa Najalu, President Jacob Zuma, you already said Province here, Northwest, Relemo Maspaling, Watlokwe, Mo Pochipstrom, Mo President Tatotangoka, Batlopihone. Your Excellency, the highlights of the local government, it's like now, what, 15 years since 2001 when we had proper local government elections. Uh, what would you say are the highlights? Because it looks like since then there had always been an unhappiness, particularly on people. That's the, 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 the level of governance. That's the closest people could come to governance. Therefore, they would be the first line of defense if they are unhappy. Absolutely true. I think we've been improving ever since. In, if you look at the system of, of governance, uh, because it is absolutely the one that touches the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things, for an example, that have been observed. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things that, over the period, people have come to realize that there are municipalities that have got no revenue base at all. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they will never have one. Now, you, you need, I mean, for example, those could have been the issues that will trigger any demarcation because you'd say, but what do we do with this municipality? Do we do anything else? Some have become very crystallize that these ones <clears throat> will never be able to be self-sufficient. Others, yes. Uh, I think, for an example, the issue of running the, uh, the finances mm-hmm. has been a difficult for a long time. But we can see the improvement now. It means that with time, people are beginning to be able to handle these matters. They are now um, councillors who are very experienced, but they will be councillors who are not necessarily experienced who are not necessarily helping. Uh, and I think the political parties are also able to, to, to study their people and see their mayors, for an example, who are doing very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the rating agencies have rated some of our metros as, as first class in terms of administration. Et so I'm saying there are positive things that have happened, mm-hmm. but there are other things that remain uh, as challenges. How do you deal with that, I think, is yeah. a question of how the institutions that deal with these come together. For an example, how the demarcation uh, interact, because it is an independent body. Mm-hmm. But being independent does not mean it cannot uh, consult others who are, in a sense, uh, affected by this. Equally, Your Excellency, we're looking at where people will be concerned because there seem to be issues where people basically just misadminister the funds, yes. the finances, where you have, for example, uh, in, this, in this province, for example, 
year after year you find the, um, the, the, the audit indicating that things are not being done properly. Not that people are, 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 are well, not that monies are being stolen, mm-hmm. but where monies, public money, uh, public monies are being mismanaged. Uh, how, how do we improve? There are municipalities, as you indicated, that have improved. And those municipalities will often be found in, in major centers of the country. But you still have those challenges at, at, at local and, and, and rural provinces. How, how do we improve? No, there, there, is, there is always work towards improving, uh, partly because uh, the, 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 that has not necessarily we are correct if if there are queries by the auditor general it does not necessarily mean people have been abusing money at times in the main in fact they do not comply in terms of using the system according to what the system must be and mm-hmm. uh, we discover that at times people who are employed are not financial people and therefore they wouldn't be able to deal with things as it were and that Parties have been correcting that by insisting that people who deal with funds, it must be people who are trained there. That's why it has been improving. Uh, but the problems would still be there. But it's going to take a long time for peop- of, of people mm-hmm. who are not in any form of local government in yeah. the past. But of course we, we can see the improvement now. I think even the Auditor General, for the first time, Mm-hmm. He was positive that he can see the progress that we are moving. The percentage of those who are not handling things or complying is, is actually getting smaller and smaller. How do we improve or at least change the mindset uh, that we, we seem to be encouraging the tendering system and therefore uh, the, the perceived wisdom out there is that as long as I can fill in the tender form, then I will know how to draw a business plan. How, how do we make sure that there is a balance uh, there is growth into being a business rather than being a one-man show that just get tenders and I don't uh, basically put back anything into the economy. If I run it alone and don't employ anybody, that therefore I will get rich alone and I don't contribute anything back onto the economy. Well, <clears throat> that has been the issue uh, for quite a while and, and we've taken some decisions. For an example, we've taken a decision that instead of the tenders being run by everybody in every corner, mm-hmm. it must be centralized. Uh, and I think we are, we are in the process of doing that. Whether we are doing it correctly or not is a different matter. So that we remove the tendering from individuals. Also to ensure that the people who are dealing with these matters are people who are not only going to be dealing with these issues and dealing with the same issue in every other level. Your Excellency, could we have conditions, for example, we say, if we give you this tender, part of what you should do is that you must employ, say, five people, for example? I'm sure that could be done. I'm sure that could be done. It's a question of, as we move with the system, what are the things that we discover, we come across, and what solutions do we provide for those? I think this is what we've been trying to do all the time. At times, because people were saying, part of the reason the tenders were everywhere is because people said decentralized power to take these decisions. But now I think we can see that in fact it has caused other problems. We are now taking a decision, centralize this so that you can remove many people who take decisions about tenders. That is part of what is being done now.
how much we are going to perfect that and how much work we are putting it in we're putting in i think that is going to be the issue of how we are moving faster we are tightening the system that we think it works but there are problems and i think those problems have been realized and decisions have been taken to change the manner in which we do we, we, we do them as we go into the elections, is there a thought within the ANC where, for example, we've seen in the last elections you, you, you were working with the NFP, for example, in the KZN and other parties in the Western Cape. Is there a thought within the party that there will be specific parties that you may want to go into a coalition with should ANC not get an absolute majority in some municipalities? Well, that is an issue, uh, in fact, which comes at a given time. Uh, the, the, the fact that once we are going for elections, people are already talking about coalitions, I think is a little bit unfortunate. Because all it says, it says there are parties that no, will never win anything. They could only be in a, in, a, in a kind of government position or administration by linking up with others. It is a, it is a, f- a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. And therefore they begin to talk about coalition. Coalitions always emerge once the results are out. You then say, how do we, do we have to form coalitions? Mm-hmm. Will our coalition mean anything? You see, for an example, generally, coalitions are done by people who would have won a particular percentage and feeling that if we add these, we can actually be in charge. Mm-hmm. Now, if you see small little parties wanting to form coalitions, it is because some people want just to be in the administration more than anything. What's the meaning of it? Even if we are in coalition, what do you gain out of it? But, but is there a thought within the party that should, th- should you not get enough support in some municipalities, then you'd go into a coalition? No, that does not... That not it's not that something that rules us. We go for elections. We want to win every, every other, every word, every everything. So we can't be thinking about coalitions. But if it happens that you don't get If it anything. happens, we'll sit down then and discuss, now there's a, this situation of the outcomes. What do we do? If we think we need to, as, as we did with the N- NFP, mm-hmm. if we think we should, which is the party that we think we could talk to? And uh, then we can talk to the party at that time. Are there parties that you wouldn't like to go into coalition with? <clears throat> well, we can't say that in, in politics. Okay. Uh, but you can say it as well. Mm-hmm. Is yes or no? <clears throat> uh, because there could be parties that you never have any coalition with. If, if for good okay, reasons. which parties, for example, you wouldn't want to go into coalition? No, I can't. That's why I'm saying it's yes or no. Because it, it will depend to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Whether you go, whether also the party, the parties that are there are politically decent parties. They are political or not necessarily. Political parties are not decent. If you go with them, people will say, but for, what's wrong with For this? example, which party? No, I wouldn't mention any party. <laughs> I always forget parties when I talk about them. <laughs> would you go into a coalition with uh, EFF? I'm not going to say anything about coalition about any party. And we saw a little Jacob Zuma already said to me, already said to me, already said to me, I 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 said me, I said to 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 How is the ANC going to govern differently after the elections? Uh, in 2011, you promised that they will be dealing with social issues. 
facing people in rural areas in different municipalities. You said the same in 2011. You, when you're looking at the ANC manifesto now, it's, it's, it, it improves on what was said before, but exactly how are you going to improve? Well, I think uh, we, we have said it in our manifesto. Firstly, we are dealing with the same situation. We are not dealing with a totally new situation. It's a question of how far have we gone? Mm -hmm. What are the things we realize we need to do differently? And what are the things we can continue the same way? Mm -hmm. But tackling the same problems. And therefore, there's going to be very little difference that we now come with a radically, totally changed something. Because we, by the time we work on policy, we, we examine things, we know exactly, and we say, this is what we need to do. Particularly because we are dealing with a situation that was wronged for centuries. Mm -hmm. You can't deal with it overnight. So we have got it to systematically move and improve as we are moving. But you can't sit and say, let me change it now. I particularly, particularly if you, you can see that you're making progress. Are there municipalities that you could say as the ANC proudly, this is where we got it right? There, there are quite a number of them. <coughs> there are quite a number of them. For an example, uh, the metros, I think we got it right. Mm -hmm. We are doing very well in metros, the majority of metros rather. Uh, <coughs> there was a metro that was a, a bit of a problem, Nelson Mandela, mm -hmm. and we have... Uh, took very serious measures to address that. There are other small small uh, municipalities that are working very well. Uh, there are others that are not very working very well. We are, we are actually saying others should learn from others. Mm -hmm. We are also helping others to see what uh, and what made others succeed so that they could employ those kind of approaches in, in, where, in whatever they are. That's an advantage of having many municipalities. Experts believe this elections more than ever would be fiercely contested. Is that the view from the ANC as well? <coughs> uh, well, experts are experts. Uh, <laughs> they have their own views. Mm -hmm. But the only thing they are not, they are not politicians. <coughs> um, we fight every election fearlessly. There's no election that we say this one we're fighting just in a, in a very mild way. Because... The fact of the matter from the ANC point of view is that the more we have the municipalities, the more we believe we can change this country quicker than any other time. What do you say to somebody in rural Limpopo, in rural Free State, in rural Northwest, who for the past 22 years has not seen the change that has been happening elsewhere in the country? <clears throat> well, I would say because we have not arrived there, because we cannot arrive same time. It will take time for us... We, we particularly talked about the rural development, not just talked about it because after talking about it and having programs, we were not moving very fast. We established a department to particularly focus on it. And there is things that you can say have happened as a result of that. The fact that we have not reached a particular point, it does not mean we will never reach. We are coming. And that's how we approach things. And we are not shy to tell people that if we have not come to you, we are coming. Because we cannot come at the same time. Because of a number of reasons. The capacity, uh, the finances, etc. So in our plans, we wanted to reach each and every area. And we are moving to do so. And somebody will say that's the problem actually. We are planning, but we are not implementing. 
We are implementing, in fact. When I'm saying we are coming, because there are plans we are implementing in every part of the country. The thing is that we can't implement it to everybody at the same time because we've got limited resources, etc., etc. But people in this country, there will be those who will say we have never seen anything. But it's an absolute statement which is not absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. There is no place that we have not reached. fact that today the percentage where we have delivered water is more than anything. No person in the rural areas who can say, I'm still not, I've, I've never seen a tap in my life. They have seen it. It is other things. Electrification, for an example. There are very few places that they can say we don't have electricity, but they can see it coming. And these are critically basic things that people need. And we are working on them flat out. And they can see. So I'm saying there there will be nobody who will say I've seen nothing. They will complain that yes, we've got water, but we don't have this. We've got this. This has not yet come. It's a nature of how government will work in a situation where we are correcting such a big legacy, a wrong legacy of apartheid. Mm -hmm. It cannot be an overnight affair. It's going to take time. And this is what we've got to say to people. It is coming, as you can see it. Other people get worried if they see the development across, not with them. Mm -hmm. Forgetting that it started there, it could have started this side as well. So we are very clear that we are going to cover the whole country. That's why I said we have, for an example, created specific departments Mm -hmm. to deal with specific areas that we we could realize that these ones are not, we are not making an impact sufficiently. We then say, let us focus, let us budget for it. And it has shown the difference. Do you sometimes think the president that um, that's probably the problem that the ANC has delivered so much in so little time that the expectations went well went very high that people expected that if you could do this in 22 years then therefore we you could do more i think partly partly because of course people would not know the 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 challenges that go with this the budget etc they see the delivery they want to see it going Uh, we've moved very fast why can't you move now it's not just that it, it creates uh, higher expectations it does also create entitlement to some degree uh, people just wait and say well government is coming the government is going to do it have why we, i don't have a house now <laughs> i need a house <laughs> but have we have we said the wrong perception for example by helping people and then therefore people expect that well i don't have the house the government must come and build, build me the house i don't have a job the government must come and give me the job because we are helping the poorest of the poor then therefore everybody expect that the government must do something for me i think there has been that kind of thinking how do we change it now that's a, that's that's what we are trying to deal with for an example in the, in the government we are discussing the issue of uh, housing can we give houses forever we don't think so at some point we've got to change we have created uh, <clears throat> a perception that the houses will come and and people tend to just wait we have now said 
we are going to change gradually. Uh, we are discussing that, that for an example, instead of building a house for, for an individual, we are going to help an individual, mm-hmm. give material, everything, expertise, let the individual participate in building their own houses. So it's going to move, mm-hmm. because it cannot be forever. We did this because we're dealing with a gap that was created by apartheid. The other one, for an example, is a question of social grants and mm-hmm. social what you call. You cannot continue forever. You need to find a way. Firstly, you, are not, you need to find people who can be empowered and therefore be taken out of 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 of, of uh, uh, the the the, <clears throat> the list of people who are being who are being helped, so that you 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 come back to the situation where you are dealing with the aged and the orphans mm-hmm. and perhaps disabled. You can't always give everybody. We now have to begin to to work out ways, and we are discussing this in government. How do we begin to lessen the number? Mm -hmm. By actually looking at those that can be taken out, either by giving them employment or empowering them in one form or the other, so that we are able to say entitlement, the thinking that everything will be done, should now change in terms of us the societal education, so to speak. We are discussing that. We are beginning to look at ways and means of dealing with that kind of situation. Do you also discuss the fact that we seem to be spending more of the GDP on social uh, services? If we could take just a quarter of what we are spending on social services and put it back onto the economy, it will, the economy will grow enough to give the very same people that we are giving money to the jobs. Uh, therefore, they will be su- uh, sustaining themselves. Is that the thinking within the party? No, <coughs> not necessarily. Uh, the, the people that we are, we, we are spending, they need it. Mm-hmm. You can't take anything at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Because without this, they will sleep without any food. So it's an issue. That's why I'm saying we are beginning to look at ways and means. As I'm saying, one would be either to weed out those who can work, mm-hmm. give them work, but also empower those that could be empowered to do certain things. So it's, it's going to be a gradual process. You can't just take the money and, and, and put it away because it is absolutely important. It's, 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 it's a challenge that is as a result of our legacy, of, of, of the past, mm-hmm. so to speak. But one of the problems that we have is that the criticisms or the concerns are always raised with government. Very little is said about the private sector. For an example, if we talk about jobs, it is government that is told there are no jobs. But government's business is to govern, is not to create jobs. Mm -hmm. It is the private sector. If they do not invest, then the jobs are not going to be there. But nobody talks to them. So they can hold their investment because of one reason or the other. In fact, we have created more jobs than the private sector over a period. As a government that cares for people who are poor, mm-hmm. uh, who need su- support. But we are saying we need to find a way to change, including engaging the private sector. How do we work together? But how do we begin to say our budgeting must begin to change? For an example, it's not just... It's not just the, 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 the social kind of thing. It's also, it's also the wage bill that, that, that consume a lot. How are we going to deal with this issue? Can you say to the workers, you are not going to get your, your rise? You can't. It's difficult. Do you have a time frame for this? Not necessarily. We are discussing it. 
I'm sure if we conclude discussions, we'll be able to say, what are the time frames? Partly because the economy got disrupted by the economic, uh, global economic meltdown. Otherwise, we'd be very far by now. Now, we can't, in the face of that, uh, implement policies that we would not have the resources for. So it's a question of how we handle it, how we also handle the globe, how we handle ourselves, how the thinking of the private sector comes closer to ours. That is, the more you invest, the more you can actually deal with the challenges, social and otherwise. So it's, it's a matter that needs thorough discussion, broader consultation, and, and then come to some specific plan that we can then follow. Does it concern you that uh, people believe that the government will always remember them whenever elections are around the corner? <clears throat> well, I, I'm not sure about that because government has never not gone to people. It might not be at the same scale as you are campaigning, and campaigning is campaigning. Mm-hmm. We give report backs to people on a number of things. We have what we call imbizos. We have siyashola, where we go to people and talk to them and say what we are doing and hear what they say. But that process of normal work, interacting with the people, cannot be equated to canvassing or campaigning. Campaigning is campaigning. We've got to reach everybody and say, vote for my party. Mm -hmm. And that's why even parties that are not in government, they don't even go to people even on a single day. During the campaign, they're all over. Because it is the nature of democracy that you do so. I don't agree that we don't go to people. We actually do. We've got programs that takes us to people over the period. How are we going to implement policies of the party and of the government to hold people accountable after these elections? Something that will be different from what we did before because surely that did not yield results. Well, we we have had these policies all the time that... uh, People must report to people, but it has not happened the way in which we want. And what we have now said, emphasized, is that once we, we, we are over the elections, councillors are going to be compelled to regularly report back to the people. And we are going to monitor that so that people are able to hear what the councillors are doing and they are able to voice their concerns their suggestions, etc. We have said we are going to deepen that kind of process this time around than any other time so that the accountability uh, is indeed done by <clears throat> the councillors. Your Excellency, we have about a minute before we wrap up, but just briefly, uh, the party has been accused of using state resources to campaign. Is that so? And if, it, if so, are you worried that that there is that perceived uh, or that perception out there that the, 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 the state is used. It's just a perception. It needs to be corrected. Uh-huh. Government works with people all the time. It looks after the poor all the time. Why should it stop looking after the poor? It must make them hungry because now elections. I think that's a, the misplaced kind of perception. How do we correct that perception? How do you demystify that belief? Well, we have got, we have got to engage people. We have done so. We have, we have, we have talked in parliament. The fact of the matter, poor, poor areas, government, for example, social uh, uh, department and other departments will go then give people because they don't have food and it will continue to do so. Briefly, Come elections, they will still continue. But then people who are 
having their own person. No, now they are buying votes. But in, if it is June, they don't say we're buying votes. It's a question of them really understanding that that's how government works. Briefly government has a responsibility. Briefly in closing, Your Excellency, mm. how do we grow the economy? Well, that is an issue which is, which is very difficult because um, the economy of the world is sick, is not, is not vibrant, is not growing. How we do this? As government, we are discussing with the private sector. And those discussions have indeed shown we are moving somewhere. To discuss jointly, as well as labor, what is it that you can do, all of us, to grow the economy, the inclusive economy? Now, if the private sector is not investing, then it cannot work. Now, we say there must be projects that we say we must, all of us, come together. We must also discuss how we deal with things that normally we deal with, like uh, strikes, etc., and, and, and that's how we could grow the economy under the circumstances. Because if it was normal, we'd just be growing our economy as it is always. Your Excellency, President Jacob Zuma,